I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Siakam the slam! CJ the Welcome, welcome, welcome to Strictly Hoops with CJ Miles, everyone. Rate, review, subscribe on your podcast platforms, YouTube. Do it once, do it twice, do it again. Uh, it's muchly appreciated. CJ, coming off that Knicks know, game, man. holy. Yeah. Man, crazy, man. Crazy. Like, uh, I was watching the highlights again right before we got on the uh, got on the podcast, and it made me think about playing in the garden. Like, it made that feeling that you get going there, just in New York, in the garden. Um, see Pascal to be able to play the game he played. You can just add that to his list of everything you want to do. You know, special players have special nights in their building, and he went in there and did it. So players do care about that kind of stuff, doing it in the garden. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so, because you just – it's something you can't get around. You look down the yeah. list of all the special players, and they go in there. That's like the mecca, you know? Like mm. It's one of the places that you want to put a stamp on. And all the greats sure. got, got games in there that are crazy, you know? Right. So for that list of players that have done it in the garden, on the road, Elgin Baylor, Will Chamberlain, Rick Barry, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Richard Hamilton, LeBron James, Steph Curry, James Harden – Pascal Siakam. That's the list. Yeah. 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 And it's funny because like Pascal was asked about that after the game and he said, you know, I'm from Cameroon. Like, I don't really know this stuff, but from an outsider, you know, when that U.S. reporter and Raptor fans, I mean, we're historically like we care about what a U.S. reporters, some of the big ones are saying about ESPN. What are they saying about the Toronto Raptors? And they're all saying, wow, Pascal Siakam did that in New York at Madison exactly. Square Garden. That probably matters more than, than anything to than Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. Fred was talking about, like, oh, you did, he did this in the garden, and Pascal's like, I mean, I'm from Cameroon. Doesn't matter to me all that much, but, I mean, again. Yeah, it's, it's part of the it's part of the culture. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it's part of the NBA culture, like you said. Like, him not, him not, him not knowing it or not or playing it that way is even better. Like, I think that's even better. It shows you what, what he's got going on, where his head's at. But, like yeah. you said, for him to be able to speak about it and add to the list, because as unfair as it is, the people that are going to name him top five, which is what he wants to be, that they care about that stuff. So they're in the US. That's why you need it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, we're going to get to like the game itself uh, in a second here, but I, I just want to get your thoughts on his performance and the shots he made. He was 17 or 25. He shot, um, I had written down here, what was it? 16 of 18 from the free uh-huh. throw line, which was obviously a huge uh, point of how he was able to, you know, put up. 52 points what's your takeaways from the performance to me it seems like he had 52 but it was kind of like fred's where everything kind of felt like it was in rhythm when fred got 54 against the magic nothing really felt out of place it was just like this is a game where he just did what he does yeah the the biggest thing to me though that jumped out was his his pace he changed it when he needed to he was fast he was slow and, and he got every type of bucket Left hand, right hand, swing throughs from the mid post, the one dribble to the yeah. basket, step backs, every type of every type of person that guarded him, he took with he took his advantage. He didn't try to force anything. So when the guard switched on him, he took his time, backed him down, saw the double team coming from the baseline, shoots the fadeaway over the other shoulder. 
Mm. Uh, they switch Jericho Sims on him, catch it, attacks him real fast to see if he can test his speed. He backs up, shoots a step back in the mid range. Yeah. Pick and pop. They don't close out. Shoot the three. Pushing in transition. You don't stop me. I get to the rim. It's, it was nothing for us, nothing overthought. He was just playing mm. the game. And I think that's what made it made it look like what you said, so fluid because he didn't have to. It's a spectacular night, but he didn't have to make these spectacular plays to do it. Yeah. Against the 76ers, you felt that a couple of those shots, the last shot he hit um, at the end of the fourth quarter, that finger roll against the against the backboard. I mean, on PJ Tucker, that was like, whoa, that is a very difficult shot against mm-hmm. a very good defender, a very good team. This one, I mean, you could say like Jericho Sims, Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, uh, Tom Thibodeau talked about after the game, like he wanted to put size on Pascal Siakam and mm-hmm. Pascal's like, bet cool i'm gonna go by them i'm gonna blow by them and he did that so the knicks are one of those teams that they're just like easy pickings for pascal because they don't have the personnel to really stop him and the raptors Mm -hmm. expose that nonstop. i want to give a shout out to fred and malachi because those inverted pick and rolls like Mm -hmm. non-stop throughout the game they were hammering that on all of them and uh because there are already so many mismatches for pascal to expose if you're able to get that even a smaller player on him, like you're just creating so many advantages. Exactly. And yeah. for him, man, like coming off screens, like the the mid range, I, I love his mid range game. But for a little love while it. there, maybe a four game stretch, um, before that 76ers game, it seemed like he abandoned it just a little bit, not in a bad way. I think he was doing it in favor in favor of getting to the basket more and more because yeah. probably the Kings Warriors, he felt that like he could do that, but. I don't think he can do that <laughs> because it's such an effective method for him to score the basketball. And as he gets better and like the more comfort he gets with his pull-ups from three from the mid range, the more it's going to be easier for him to put up these 25, 30 point games easily consistently. Yeah. And I, also, I also think you just, like you said, getting to the basket, you don't want to settle. You don't want to be in a position to settle, especially when we're struggling as a team and, you know, as the team goes, as he goes, kind of the team goes. So yeah. if he starts to struggle a little bit, he wants to make sure he can get himself going. So maybe I can get myself to the free throw line, give me some easy baskets or guys just like kind of getting out of the way because I'm attacking hard enough. You know, people don't yeah. want to foul. They want to play up and down. So maybe just try to create some easy things. Um, but his mid-range is so good. Like he's he's become so efficient. He's become so good. He's making every type of shot off the dribble, mm-hmm. fadeaways, step backs, all type of things. And like you said, the pick and roll, the more they can do that to get the switches, Either he's going to get to eat those switches like that or he's going to create high percentage three-point shots for the other guys who have not yeah. – we're still not making three. My, no, still, not. still not happening. They're but not. the more we can do that and if doubles come, the more open standstill threes we can get. And, you know, those are going to – those are bound to start going in. Those – those you can't – these are professional basketball players. That can they shoot have the to they're at going, some point, right? Exactly. They they're, going, they're going through <laughs> their woes, but – they're oh, like they they have to go yeah. in at some point, but we talked yeah. about what last night. What we nine for thirty four, <laughs> like still and and, oh, and that's man. the thing. Now, if you can if you can add some of those to the equation, you think about the games that have been lost in the street. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that might save just some of the nights that the defense isn't as good or somebody else is struggling for real. If we can make four more threes, it changes the the the, the swing and it gets us back on defense more and things like that. So. Nick Nurse was talking after the game and you could tell that he was still a little bit frustrated with the lack of three-point production. Um, he was saying that, you know, he's like, yeah, I see Pascal. He had seven assists. He's like, probably could have been double that. It's like, and frankly, like he's averaging seven assists on the season. He should probably be averaging 10. 
because the shots just aren't going down. You, Chris Boucher, oh, a two, Thad Young, he had a terrific game just from like an intangible standpoint. He always does. Thad, but... He had a Thad Young game. Yeah, he did, but <laughs> yeah, he missed like a late three. Malachi Flynn, two of five, good, but those shots yeah. were open. Uh, just go down the list. I mean, OG didn't have a great three point shooting night, but yeah. he was so effective in like every other facet of basketball. So, I mean, yeah, you can give him um, an excuse there, but um, and that's, yeah. that's the thing though. That's going to be nice where that's going to be nice where he's not good in every other facet, or yeah. like some things are going to be taken away. He was great in the post yesterday, they got some good possessions with him and some plays getting him in the mid post and getting to the yeah. basket. He even gets baseline and hits Malachi Finn for one of the threes. Mm. Um, makes the right read in that. Like he's he's doing so many things, but yes. those yes. threes within the offense, I don't. I'm not really worried about the ones that kind of come on fluke plays in the clock, things like that. I just mean the rhythm ones, the ones that come from a swing swing or yeah. a double team comes and we move it, and somebody exactly. makes a mistake and we get open. Those those are so yeah. important to the rhythm of the game. Yeah. Because now when we're up eight and we get two threes like that and we go up. Uh, 14, 15, mm. that changes the game. It changes the way they, their approach to the game on the other side, yeah. and it changes our momentum. Like threes, threes are like dunking on somebody at this point. Sure. When your process is good offensively, you need to hit those shots, right? Yeah. Those are the ones that you – and I think people probably understand like those kinds of shots. When you're wide open, um, you uh, you bend the defense, there's a, a hard closeout, and you're able to you know do a kickout pass, and that shot – that has to be hit. You want those hit more often than not. And those are the shots again last night that were not necessarily being hit. But a quick comment on OG, early fourth quarter when the Raptors, like they had to build a little bit of a lead, but obviously Pascal was going to sit. I'm just like, oh boy. Pascal's going to go to the bench, eh? He can't play 48 minutes? Damn. Okay, so how are we going to do this? He could. He could. He could, no, he could <laughs> but, uh, but how could we do this? And it was OG and Anobi, man, who was the yeah. person that stepped up yeah. and – Nick Nurse said it like we were running the same plays that we run for Pascal. We were running them for OG. And whether it was just like getting the paint, sure, he didn't hit all the shots, but then Thad Young is able to get a tip in. Malachi Flynn gets a baseline uh, corner three. Uh, Chris Boucher didn't hit the shot, but there was a wide open shot that was created from from OG and Anobi. Good process in your offense. And I mean, credit to him, man. Like that was a, that was a crucial point of the game. And they were actually able to extend their lead a little bit. Sure, it did close down because the Knicks, you know, made their run. But those are pivotal moments in the game when you're not when your superstar player is off the court. Can you handle that stretch? And the Raptors have not been able to do that for a little while now. And this is the same team we've been talking about, even on our last couple of shows, about the offense being stagnant, about them trying to figure out how to get Brutal, more bro. things and get going. And the biggest thing is those threes we're talking about because I talked about on one of the episodes about everybody buying in would help yeah. for that. So now guys making shots makes that easier because mm. now it's easier to make the extra pass. It's easier to be on the look for certain things. I'm not saying guys are intentionally not passing to certain guys, but it gets to a point where it's like, I got to I gotta go finish this. I got to do it yeah. myself. I got to do it because nobody's really making shots. So guys try to mm. fix things themselves. It's, it's just a natural thing that the guys at this level have. They try to be aggressive and like, oh, I can change the momentum. Yeah. I can help us get on this run. I can help us stop moving. And you don't want guys to take on a load of that stature when they don't have to because it's it's almost in, impossible to do for long periods of time. Unless you're Pascal Siakam. <laughs> Unless you're Pascal Siakam. But, but think about how if yeah. we're making threes, either Pascal has 12, 13 assists or he has 65. Man, this is, this is it. Others. It's coming down to this. And yeah, it's, it's annoying, always, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it's always going to come down. 
it's annoying because I mean, we're going to talk about their defense in a second. And even like, I'm going to, you know, point out some flaws in their defense and maybe how some other players on different teams are perceiving it and um, absorbing it. But in the end, like this is still about their, their ability to make shots, ability to hit three point shots. And uh, I mean, I don't know, like Otto Porter Jr. He comes back. It's obviously a huge factor. Clearly they, I don't think they've done, I'm talking to management now. They haven't done a good enough job of addressing the flaws within the roster from last season. It was very apparent that, uh, you know, three-point shooting is a, is a problem. And they felt like, I w- I'm sure they were banking on Presto Chua having something of a similar season that he uh, closed out last year, where he shot 35% from three or 36%. This year, in 12 games, mind you, he shot 18%. Otto Porter Jr. hasn't been around. And Fred's numbers are down. OG's numbers are down. Chris Boucher's numbers, actually, they're pretty much the same. But there's a lot of points being left on the board. Gary Trent Jr. as well. His numbers are down from three. Um, but the process has been pretty much the same, if not better, because the shots are so wide open because Pascal Siakam is bending defenses like crazy. So you feel like at some point this has to change. It's just a matter of, you know, what, where are the Raptors going to be when the switch does happen? 26% again last night is not good, but they did the other things, right? They created turnovers. They won that advantage 16 to four or four to 16 because they were creating those turnovers that young had a instrumental role in that um, offensive rebounding 16 to nine. Like they were doing the things, the Raptors, things, those are happening. It's just, so, yeah. Go so, ahead. Yeah. So that's the, so that's the thing too. So I, that's why I don't think you jump ship so fast because the shooting numbers we have, those guys can't shoot the basketball. We know this. They yeah. have a track record of being able to make shots. Maybe some of the young guys are building up towards the but. We know Chris Boucher can make shots. I know Freddie can make shots. I know OG can make shots. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Thad hasn't shot a lot of threes in games, but I know Thad can make wide open shots. I You've know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've seen it. I've been around him long enough. He hasn't done it in, in Toronto yet, but I've seen him do it. I know uh, Wancho can make shots. I know Malachi can make shots. I know these guys can shoot the ball. Yeah. So to 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 jump ship for somebody that somebody else that's hot right now in another spot. Mm-hmm. Who's to say they come? They don't come in and not make shots because they're in a different system. Yep. And we're running them around with different plays, and it takes them time to adjust. And by that time, my guys are rolling again. Now I don't need this guy, and I got rid of something that I might need down the stretch. You know what I mean? Like it's a tough spot to be in. I'm not managed. I don't ever want to be managed because of this reason. But I think it's something that you have to kind of look at because if we can keep doing the things that they're being done, if I'm speaking as from a coaching standpoint in front office. We do all our things, play defense, offensive rebounds, make the right plays, make the right passes, and guys are missing open shots. Yeah, we can be mad and upset about it, but if we can win games like last night, like that, against a really good team playing really well, we're talking about, we're still talking about their main guy still going crazy. Like, uh, Julius still has 30 and 15. RJ Barry has 30 and 5 still. Jalen yeah. Brunson, Jalen Brunson has a little bit better of a game. This game is even closer. Yeah. So we pulled out. Oh, that's a really big win in a in a tough yeah. spot we're in. I think that you just have to stay the course. Let's talk about a fellow who uh, has done exactly what you've been talking about during this stretch, where the Raptors are a little bit depleted because of injuries, and you've said. You know, this is an opportunity for a lot of players off the bench and you have to just come into games. You have to be ready to go. You have to do your job. You have to hit shots. And guess what? Your playing time is going to be there because the coaching staff is desperate for someone to come off the bench and hit shots. And there's Malachi Flynn. 
past yeah. few games, he's been hitting his shots. He had two catch and, th- catch and shoot threes last night. One of them very big in the fourth quarter during that stretch where OG was kind of mm-hmm. the, the man. Mm-hmm. And uh, you saw Malachi, he was shouting, he was really excited. Your comments on on him so far, I mean, not so far, I guess over the past like four or five games where he is earning himself a role on the Raptors and that could change when they're he- when they're healthy. Um, who knows? But we do know that there is a need for guard play off the bench and there aren't too many options because of how they've constructed this team. So the first thing I would say is who cares if it's going to change in five games, six games? Yeah. That, that's nothing. Me, we can't do nothing about that. So if I'm sitting down with him, I'm saying, look, all, I can, all we can worry about is Tonight, tomorrow, how we practice, yeah. how we get ready for practice, how you get ready, how you work after and before, how you prepare for the game that you're playing in right now. Um, but the biggest thing he's doing is just fresh blood. It's just fresh energy, fresh, fresh everything. He's coming in, he's got fresh legs, hasn't played a ton. So he's giving off a new just change of pace. But the biggest thing I love is that his confidence, his confidence looks like, he, looks like he's been playing. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't, he's not timid when he's in the game. He's still getting to his shots. He's getting to his crossovers, to his step back when there's an opportunity. He's catching and shooting. He's being a great – he's not being shy because being shy is not going to extend extend your minutes or help us because we can get somebody – we can get anybody to just go stand out there. Sure. Like, we can get anybody to do that. Like, you've been picked because you bring a particular set of skills. Yeah. So use those skills. Show those skills. Help them grow for yourself and help us help this team. Hmm. And also – I know from experience, seeing a young guy that you know should get a chance to play and get an opportunity, besides his fresh blood, just his energy, as a team, seeing your young guy get in there and produce, it makes everybody excited too because you're happy for him. So that's another way that he's provided by him getting out there, being aggressive, screaming, yelling, making shots. Everybody excited. You see the three that OG sits them in the corner, he makes it, and OG's arms go up after he makes it. Like OG made it. Like that's the type of energy that's needed right now. Who are some of those guys that come to mind for you? That uh, young guys that y- the team just love seeing be successful. I mean, my first year in Toronto, all four of those guys when I was in the That's tr- True. That was the true. reason. For, yes. That was a big reason before for the energy that we that came from that unit was because mm-hmm. everybody knew those guys had tremendous talent and believed them and had seen them been working and they all we all got to be together at one time and play together, which made it easier, I will say, because yeah. you're on the floor with guys you've been working with, but. The energy that came from that, seeing those guys succeed for me mm-hmm. or the other guys that had been there was tremendous. And then yeah. throughout my career, um, the same thing happened when Gordon Hayward came to Utah and we got to see him start to develop. When I got to when I got to Cleveland, obviously these are bigger names at that time, but like even Deion Waiters when he came, seeing him find his stride. Um, when yeah. I got to Indiana, Miles Turner, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, if you can go down the list of, of places that I've been, and those right. guys, knowing they have tremendous talent, allowing them to be able to prove it is is, is energizing. Sure. We're gonna get to some of the the trade speculation out there, but I think it's fair to say that the the Raptors could use two things. One would be a rim protector. The other would probably be a player, a guard who can hit shots, who can play make, and who can uh, penetrate the defense, bend the defense, get to the paint, and uh, Gary, finish. Gary well, I mean, hopefully, yes, but uh, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm yeah. just, I'm just. No, I, I hear think you. he has yeah. all those two. I think he has all those two. I really do, and that's why I think we talked uh, about him. He went to the bench, and he's been playing. He's been playing really well off the bench. Yeah, I understand. There's some other things going on, and I understand there's you know, that I, I can't speak on. I'm not right. in that locker room, and I think that has an effect on some of the things too. But 
I think if if we this if the unit we rolling with, roll with it. Let him roll. Mm-hmm. Let him do what he's doing. Yeah. See, see what the peak is. See if he can be that guy that's, that we're envisioning that we need. If he yeah. can't, that's different, but let's see first. Sure. There's two ways to look at it. One, you want your your point guard to do that because you envision that uh, Pascal, Scotty, and OG, they're going to be playing the two, three, four. You have insert center here, then you want your point guard to do that. Um, and within that vision, you could say that Malachi Flynn, he may not be able to do all those things at an elite level, but he is so damn quick, man. And his feet on defense, like you could see what he was doing with Jalen Brunson. You could see, like I was thinking about that uh, Nets game. Like what if you had... Malachi Flynn on Kyrie on that last possession. Like he's got younger legs, man. He like laterally, he is hella fast. And he showed us that in his first game with the Toronto Raptors in the bubble in the in the Tampa season when he was Ding up LaMelo Ball. I remember this. And we're just like, damn, young man can move his feet. <laughs> and uh no, I'm just so thinking, no, no, no offense to him. Yeah. That last play with Kyrie, I don't think enough. <laughs> no offense, to, enough, no offense to him. Just because of that caliber of play, I think he figures it out. Yeah. I think that's one of those things. I don't think that's a – but I do agree with what they're saying. I think that he 100% has all the tools. Dude, we've been yeah. talking about it. We've been, we've been up in it. If they were listening to us, maybe they would have played him faster. I don't <laughs> know. But um, I think that he has all the tools to be able to do that off your bench and bring that energy. And he has the capability to make shots. Yeah, Lots of them. He's a guy that can make eight threes in a game. Because mm. he can make them off the dribble, off the screens, off the catch and shoot, all those things, which allow him to bleed over into playing with the first unit. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I think that is not really happening. There's not a guy that's coming off the bench that's playing so well. So now you start to right. bring in the other guys, and now you kind of blend them, and his energy is blends with it now. He can move from on the ball to off the ball with Fred and Pascal with the ball and still be able to make shots, still be able to defend. There's not a guy that's getting that treatment yet. Mm. Last night, there were a few cases where he was able to get into the defense and to ca- cause a little bit of havoc. He came off a screen, I think it was a Coloco screen, and he hit a mid-range jumper. And what's different about him and Banton is that I have reason to believe that if you give Malachi more time, those threes, when he's two of five, they could become three of five or four of five. And those mid-range jumpers, they could become like automatic when he has the space to to do that. Obviously, finishing around the rim might be a little bit harder at his stature. And hey, sure. I mean, when he's able to, when he has to match up onto a bigger player, they can shoot over him. But similar to Fred, like he's able to take away space, airspace, right? In some ways where he's under, he's underneath the person's feet and he's like, he's into them. And uh, if player hits their, their shot, I mean, like you just tip your hat, but rotations, defensively uh, transition he is getting to the right spots more often than not and again he's so fast he's getting to those particular spots in, in the help position or whether it's hedging or recovering or even just like trying to defensive rebound if he's got to take on a bigger person he will put his ass on that dude and he's going to try his damnedest and you love that about him yeah yeah i, I think that energy that he's bringing that the things he's doing the intangible things is what's going to lead to us being able to see if he can grow offense. Well, I don't even say if he can, because I we know he's good offensively. We've seen from yeah. summer league to bits and pieces in games and things. Uh, even summer video of him in the pro and stuff like that. I know it's yeah. pro am, but those numbers are mm-hmm. not no, no a bum can't make those numbers anywhere. Yeah. Like nobody, somebody without tremendous talent can't make those numbers anywhere. So sure. I think it's just about proving more and more that he can do those other things consistently. Because now we. I don't. Nick's not subbing for offensive, offensive purpose when he knows you have those things because he knows it's a rhythm and he knows how to get. To, I think the biggest, as we see with Derrick Jones Jr., 
defensively is what he cares the most about because if we can be solid defensively, we get more possessions, more opportunities to keep the ball, more up and down, more freedom. So I think he's really good in that freedom. Yeah. Malachi Flint with space and all because he has so many tools, so many weapons. Let's get to this Raptors defense. And this is stemming from a comment that Joel Embiid made after the 76ers game where he said that, you know, with Toronto, it seems like they're more interested in stopping superstars than winning games. And I don't think that is necessarily true because obviously the Raptors want to win games. That's ridiculous. But there is something to be said about when I see cases where, you know, the Raptors, like in Nick Nurse specifically, they're very committed to their system. And when I see Joel Embiid, he's not even in like a triple threat position. He's just standing there on the perimeter and they just send a double at him. And then it's swing, swing, open three. And uh, that was a case in the 76ers game where eventually Melton started hitting shots. James Harden started hitting shots. In the first quarter, second quarter, they weren't going in, but eventually they started to go in. And that's where I'm just like, is this the right approach? Yesterday, I mean, or last night, their zone defense was terrific, right? It really did negate uh, a lot of the advantages that um, the Knicks had, and they were missing uh, Quentin Grimes, who's been a great three-point shooter. They definitely could have used him yesterday. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. do you feel like at times it's a little bit too rigid like or a little bit too predictable when you see superstars come in saying, yeah, you know how Toronto does? I kind of feel like that's a bit annoying to hear that because it's like they know what's coming and they're scheming against it. And Nick is saying, well, I mean, beat our defense and – you know, some superstars are saying, well, bet. Okay, cool. I think, so, the biggest thing is, I'm not going to let Joel Embiid be, because I yeah. know he can. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, defensively, especially with who I got to guard him right now, I don't have a big enough five that can really match up with him one-on-one. I don't have a, yeah. a, a, a sturdy enough five right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, all of my all of my fives besides Birch had pretty slim, slim, sure. slender, mobile guys, right? And I, and it, it, it's even proven that the bigger guys can't guard them either. So sure. if I'm looking at the numbers, I'm looking at how they've been playing, I'm looking mm-hmm. at how OKB's been playing, and I go into his building, I'm gonna make those other guys beat me. Yeah. Now I understand what MB's trying to say, but like I'm like, that sounds like what the guy who's getting the double team every time would say because that's what he <laughs> reads. He's reading. Oh, they want to stop me. Yes, I want to stop you. I want to stop the guy who can have 45 and 18. Mm. If I can take 45 from 18 and I give up one guy going two for six from three tonight, that's mm. a big difference. Now, yeah. there are going to be nights you're going to lose games that way. There are going to be guys that are going to come up and make shots and stuff's going to happen. But if I'm playing the numbers more time, like during the series, I want that other guy to show up for seven games. I don't want to let him be show up for seven games. That's that's the way that's yeah, that's the way I'm looking yeah. at it. Now, yeah, we make adjustments throughout the game and if things get going, and sometimes it might be too late if a guy gets pretty hot. And like you said, if that other guy's James Harden is really hard because yeah, that's James Harden over there. And that's another dilemma you gotta run into. There's not a lot of James Harden standing beside the other guy hmm. either. Right. There's yeah. not a lot of places like that. So there's a lot of things that go into that. Um I don't I don't think it's predictable. I think you just gotta execute and you got to be able to make reads yeah and you need to have like 10 players who are completely in sync and i've said this many mm-hmm. times um and the lapses that you see like even the play that i'm thinking of with joel Embiid, it was chris boucher who didn't get to the baseline to, to get the corner three-point shooter he wasn't paying mm-hmm. attention and it, i mean i guess it's, it's the nature of defense is that you got to be you know 24 seconds you got to be locked in every mm-hmm. single possession 
even something like the flyby closeouts, which I see the Raptors do all the time, a couple of times last night while the Knicks were making their run. Raptor player flybys them, <laughs> three point shots wide open, or they take a dribble and they into the baseline, um, and they hit a, a two. I'm just like, do you got to do that every single time? Or I mean, I'm sure the metrics suggest that exactly. probably that's the best way to do it. But like, do you just mix it up sometimes? Because again, these other teams know that you are doing that, and players more often, like more than ever, are. You know, during the summertime, they're preparing for those cases where, you know, a Raptors player, Pascal Siakam, flies by him to take a side dribble or a dribble in, and they're hitting the shot. Like, things are kind of evolving with time, and do you have to also evolve a little bit? Yeah, and, and they will, but this is the problem. Like you said, it's a numbers game. The numbers are going to tell me, if we look up the numbers, that the guy pump faking and taking one dribble in is not making that shot as much as he's making a standstill point yeah. three. And I understand that I, 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 I'm not, I don't play the numbers that way. I think – I'm looking at it by, I mean, I was like, if, I, if I'm going to play a guy, I'm looking at the last um, couple games and seeing what he's been doing. And I kind of brought him off that and play it off that. But at some point, like you said, guys are becoming more talented. They're understanding what's going on. They're coming back to working on a mid range shot. That was a handful of years. Nobody even worked on it. That's yeah, why the yeah, numbers yeah. are so bad. That's why the numbers uh-huh. are so bad. But like last night, who was it? Um, quickly. Fly by three in the corner, side makes a big three in the corner. Obviously, he's five for five, six for six at that time. Um, but a lot of nights, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just frustrating when I see it. Like, no, the play I, you're talking I, about, it was Scotty Barnes who flew by. I'm just like, yeah, do you need I to understand. do that? <laughs> but if I don't, if the, the numbers go stay super high if I don't even get there. Yeah. Or like, I you know, late fourth quarter situation. If you have a player who's anticipating, you know, a flyby closeout, and you don't, mm-hmm. like, doesn't that take them out of their rhythm, a little bit? Sometimes, but it's it's a it's a it's a reaction sometimes too. Like if I'm in rotation and I'm yeah. rotating out of the corner and that wasn't my guy, and I'm trying to just get over there and make the rotation, and we're mm-hmm. talking about a guy like last night, that guy had made five threes already. Yeah. So I'm not even think I'm not stopping short. Like that's the other thing we got to remember as a shooter. If it's me standing in the corner, nobody's stopping short. Ever. Yeah, they're coming out. Like you. that's just yeah, that's just because yeah. that's just the that's that's what's in the scout report. That's what this guy does. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure I make him do something different. Mm. That's that's what it's more about than it is the flyby. It's just making sure he doesn't have rip, the rhythm. That's a different mm. rhythm too. Now, there's only a, there's not a lot of guys that are elite enough to make that shot consistently. Because even if we look up quickly, I bet that that number drops. Last night he's hot, he's shooting it well, he can shoot the ball. But if we look up his side step three, yeah. it's probably not that high of a number. It's frustrating when you're in a close game in the fourth quarter and the guy's five for five. On maybe, it. maybe that's why this came up. <laughs> that's that's the other thing. But that's that, that's fine though. That's that's watching the game and and picking the party. Like ah, we could have did something else because he's made this, he's done that. Yeah. And that's what's yeah. been happening. But it's the nature of it. How much does a true rim protector fix with their defense? Does it make it that much better, do you think? Yeah, rim protectors change everything. Because especially true rim protectors, vocal, not even about blocking shots all the time. They're really Mm -hmm. vocal guys. They're calling out stuff and being close to the paint at all times and making sure guys know that somebody's behind them. It allows them to believe in the schemes that we're running. If I'm supposed to be sending them left baseline, there's no second guessing. Yeah, because I know that guy's there, and the guy with the ball knows that guy's there. So mm-hmm. that's the biggest point: is the guy with the ball knows he's there, so he doesn't even attack it the same because mm-hmm. he knows he's going to meet somebody there. 
especially when you have pesky guards like Fred and Malachi who can get into the ball and can get deflections and do things. They have they can't always be into the ball because yeah. they don't know. Or or they do know that nobody's there in this position I'm in right now. Hmm. Do the Raptors, because of their system, and I don't think uh, like Nick Nurse has openly said, like I like I mentioned earlier, that he enjoys being aggressive on defense because he believes that if we take the team that are what, what they want to do, then we're at an advantage. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes, as we've seen with the Raptors system, that if the other team also knows what you want to do, then they're going to like you know spin that around on you, chestnut checkers. They're going to use that to their advantage. Um, with a true rim protector, like I don't know a Miles Turner. A Jakob Pertl, two guys that would look terrific at center for the Toronto Raptors. Um, do you do you risk? I don't know. Like, do you risk misusing them because of your system, or those two players, or even if you get like, I don't think there's. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. That many true rim protectors that actually fit one of the Toronto Raptors. That's what I'm getting at. Right. There's yeah, a Clint Capella. Cool. There's a Rudy Gobert. I'm not even sure if those guys fit because they're not mobile. Not all of them are mobile enough. Clint Capella is actually. But uh, do you risk misusing a, a rim protector? Does it need to be a specific person for the Toronto Raptors to get the most out of them? Um, no, but I think there's definitely guys that suit you more than other guys. Yeah. Um, like you said, we want more mobility because of the way we like to switch and the way we like to do things. That's why I think, I, don't get me wrong. Yach's my guy. I love him to death, and I would love to see him and Pascal reunite. But I think Miles is the better fit of all the ones that would could possibly be available because one, he can shoot the ball. Oh yeah. So now you add him into being into the spacing on the offensive side, you don't lose anything with that. Yeah. So he's mobile. And we're talking about a guy who's led the league in block shots for the last handful of years now, too. Like mm-hmm. I know there's been some injuries and things, but he's been healthy this year. Um and obviously. I know him personally too, and I know the type of guy he is. I know he'll fit with those guys. Yeah. But I think his attributes fit what they want because he's gonna play hard. He's gonna black mm-hmm. shots. Gonna he's gonna black shots out of his space too. He'll get back if he's out of position. He can get to it. Yeah. Um, it's not like I always have to have him switch down into the paint and make sure he's there. He can move to get from any type of position to black shot. And he's shown he can pump fake from the three-point line and get to the rim, which is another thing they like the bigs to be able to do with that open opportunity offense. Like, he he fits what they're trying to do. Project 6-9, even though he's making the 6-9. <laughs> <laughs>
So Precious Achua has only played 12 games this year. Um, more often than not in those 12 games, he was not really put with the starters. He was put in tandem with Chris Boucher, Precious Achua. They came in at the same time. Um, they would play their minutes. They were playing similar minutes. And also the Raptors were healthier at that point. So there was a lot of tinkering happening. Otto Porter Jr. was there. Um, so he didn't really find like a niche necessarily. He didn't, we didn't see the Precious from last season. How much does he change with this team if he is there right now um i think there's i mean i did a podcast with another fellow lewis zatzman um, a few days ago we were going through like confidence checks on assorted items and he was saying that yeah i mean we talk about you know the raptors need a rim protector and someone who can attack closeouts and hit threes he's like you know if we get the pressures from the second half of last season a lot of that stuff is figured out and that's a big reason why the raptors were so good in the second half is pressure the two was doing the things that they desperately needed right he, like i'm talking about him shooting 35 percent in the second half he shot like 40 percent from three that was insane. He was doing that. And it's just like, how much does he change with this team if he's able to get back to that kind of form within the current scope of their current roster? Like you said, I think a lot of the things you're looking for, he, he has he has the skills to be able to do it. Mm. Um, and like I thought he even looked earlier this year, the games he did play, and I thought he looked even more mobile than I'd seen him. Yeah. Like I thought he looked, he had a little shift to him. He's getting up and down. Looks like he's in really good shape. Um, not that he wasn't before, but I just thought he moved better than he did last year. Mm. I think his, his jump shot has gotten more and more smoother and as far as you talk about space doing things. And then he's got a toughness to him. He's got an energy to him that he brings that he could, like you said, provide some of the things that we're looking for. I don't know. I think it depends on who he's with on the floor, too, though. I think that's the biggest thing is does inserting him for someone else in the starting lineup, is it better than the unit we have? Does he not fit with the guys that he's coming off the bench with because they don't? We can't really get to his strengths with them. I think that's another thing we don't want to overlook because a lot of times we have a lot of players in this league that just don't get on the floor with the right players sometimes. Yeah, and you could be, and, I, and that's why sometimes I hate the plus minus. Like you look at the plus minus, and you could be a guy that have a terrific game, be playing, doing all the things he's supposed to be doing, and could just happen to be on the floor when the other team makes a run. Yeah. And at the end of the game, you look at the plus minus, and he's minus nine. But he had three offensive rebounds, six deflections. He did all these I things agree, and just didn't, it just yeah. didn't turn into. So yeah. that could also have been the case with him sometimes. Like it just didn't, it didn't flow well because of the way the game was going. Now you yeah. got to stay ready. But I, I would definitely like to see him get opportunities also, see him get a chance to be able to try to plug in those holes. It's going to take more than a couple games, too. You got to give him some time to catch his time, and especially as a shot block and a rim protector. And, Defensive communicator, you got to let those guys get into it. That's a rhythm like shooting. That's a confidence like offense. And we also got to go to him and make sure we know that's what we want from him. We want this, especially. Make him a specialist. Tell him. Put it under a magnifying glass and be like, look, this right here. Everything else will come with the minutes. But this right here, if you Uh, can give me this, then we can can go a long way. Yeah. Part of me thinks that – Early season, I think Nick Nurse was trying, was doing a lot of tinkering. Like he wasn't, he was trying to figure out, you know, where am I going with all these players or similar positions, similar statures? It's like, how is this going to work? And so he did the Chris Boucher, Precious the Chua thing. They need bench depth. That kind of works. I, I really do want to see him, how he looks with, you know, Fred, Pascal, OG, yeah. Scotty, and Precious. I think that could be, that could be really cool. Just as we saw last season. I mean, when it comes to the Raptors scheme, like more guys that can defend all positions is obviously going to help. Um, but his quickness, his toughness, his rebounding, 
and he just he offers a lot of things that they really need. It's just is he going to be able to get that up to speed? Like he's missed 19 games and counting. Um, he's not going to get back probably until the early part of the new year. At least that's what we think. It's a, it's a tricky one to figure out. You don't want to put too much pressure on him, but he could alleviate a lot of these issues that the Raptors have. And I mean, if who knows what happens over these next like couple games? Um, last time we talked, you were saying like you know this is a pretty crucial step. This is what you want. This is what this is how you get battle tested. And they lost most of those games. And now you got Grizzlies, uh, Suns, Clippers, a couple of tough ones coming up here. Um, and he's not going to be there. But I think um, in some ways they have to try and just plug him in to some of these holes, provided he's ready for it or whenever that time does come and do it like quickly um, because you got to get him up to speed. So the Raptors can get up to speed again, too. So if I'm them, like that's, that's what I mean, too, as far as putting things in a magnifying glass, I'm taking him in the film room after every game. Yeah. And I'm like, look, this, 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 the second we can put you back out there, you see these holes, you see what we're doing. Yeah. I'm asking questions during the game if I'm one of the assistant coaches. Mm. I'm walking over to him. Did you see where rotation was missed? What was, I'm, I'm just like subtly throwing stuff in his, yeah. in his forefront, in his mind, just to make sure he understands what we're trying to get at. Because the second mm. we let you back off that leash or you can be back on the floor, whichever one it is, I don't know if it's more than protecting him or if it's more he's just not ready. Whatever one it is, doesn't yeah. matter. But when you get a chance to get out there, you can provide this, you can change everything. Mm. Literally, you could change the 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 orchestration of this team. Mm. Like you could be as you could be you, you could be one of our leaders because of this because we don't have a guy that leads in that space. Yeah. So I think you just you just go at it with that. And then as far as those teams coming up, I think it also gets to show the weight of needing that because these are really good teams. Mm. So now when you can show the weight of that and how this takes us to being on par with those really elite teams because the talent is there. There's pieces. There's everything there to be elite. They've shown that. But yeah. if we can show that that's needed, then we can really expedite guys' minds on what we're trying to go. Yeah. This is a chance here for make a real impact. Um, like instantly, if you yeah. if he comes in and he said and you tell him to what you're talking about, um, we need you to obviously you know be solid defensively, uh, rotate well when it comes to, you know, the peel switching style, the X outs, like be on time, be on target. Um, and then obviously a rim protect protection, um, what he did against Joel Embiid comparable to like what other players do in the NBA. I mean, it was pretty damn good what he did uh, last season. And then on offense, I mean, just three point shots, three point shots, uh, transition scoring. It's like really it, you don't need him to like necessarily even attack closeouts yet. Right. Like, or don't even be like, so overzealous with that. Just like, yeah. Get Definitely. yourself into that. Just if you're able to hit shots, right? And I yeah. see him sometimes in practice. He's so strong. Like there are times where I'll see him like swish like four shots in a row. Then all of a sudden the next one is like a major air ball. And I'm just like, man, this guy's so strong. It's like Serge, watching Serge Ibaka shoot a ball, right? I can't believe how strong some of these dudes are, man. Yeah. And they're hitting threes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, and that's just repetition too, to get that, that, that fifth shot from being yeah. that way. And sometimes yeah. it's when you're growing as a, a shooter in that manner, sometimes it's not even so much the strength, it's the mental side of like, oh, I make four in a row. And you kind of get, you let the emotional side of it yeah. kind of run through the process mm. and it adds so much more to it than it should. And this happens yeah. with a lot of people. Like, this is not just him. This is the, mm. the best of us. Like, people get going and they kind of get fast and get rushed, the emotions of it get into it. But I think he, he's got the skill set and the talent to be able to really plug a big hole. Yeah. 
hopefully, you know, he's able to get back before there's a change made or something happens that doesn't allow it to happen. That's yeah. what I would I would hate for him to miss that opportunity. When I, when, or at least the, I would hate for everybody, the whole team, mm-hmm. to miss the opportunity of seeing him before you make the move. What's your advice to Scotty Barnes right now? Man, just just keep going. I think, what is he, one for 10 last night? Um, and even that, like, I don't think it was as bad as it looks. Like, he was 0 of 3 yeah. in the first possession when he missed a bunch of offensive rebounds. He got blocked twice. One of them, Mitchell Robinson, gave him a go. <laughs> and the other one, he was, like, trying to uh, trying to get a layup. It was a precarious position. But, like, the numbers changed pretty quickly after that. But, yeah, he was 1 of 10. Um, it was more the other stuff that is a little bit, you're like, ugh, not seeing the, the usual Scotty. But continue. It's not coming back all at one time. So it's a, it's a it's a thing. Like so, you're never as far away as you think, but it's not happening right now. Like it's not all happening right now. Even when you get, say, we go through a five game stretch and you that you play two games well, it's still not all the way back. Like it's gotta, it has to. It's a muscle you're rebuilding into your consistency and your confidence is a muscle also in these things. That's the biggest thing right now. It's not physical talent. It's not know how. It's it's just. The mindset of letting things flow and the confidence of being in your space. We've seen you do all these things. Those things are not a fluke. A whole season is not a fluke. Some of the games at the beginning of this year, these are not flukes. The work that you put in, this is all there. The Hmm. biggest thing is just breathe and just play the game. Don't worry about trying to go out and have 15, 8, 8, and 3. Like, just go play. When a play is presented, make it. And do it one at a time. And if that starts off with you just having a six-point game with five rebounds and three assists, mm-hmm. and we win, that's that's a win. Yeah. And then we start taking the steps that way. I think his mentality, the way he plays, he wants it so bad. He wants it back all right now, and it, and it don't work that way. Yeah. It, it just don't. It don't. It don't happen that way. You're not even gonna get like the the, the way the team is built and the guys who play with. Not even gonna allow you to get 25 shots in a game. Hmm. So you know what I mean? It's, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen that way. You just worry about plugging in where you plug in. Make your plays. Yeah. Last night and even the game before that, there were a few cases where I'm watching Cam, he's uh doing a dribble handoff, and he's not even like looking to score right now. So many cases, he's not even trying to score. And some of the passes are beautiful, right? And that's all well and good. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Like I see a, a degree of timidness. When he has the ball, like, I don't think he wants to make sure he does the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't think that's like him saying, you know, uh, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do what the coaches have to telling me because they don't want me to shoot. I think it's more like he's so desperate to do what the team needs. But at the same time, we've seen already that his swagger and compete level, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I love seeing him against the Nets when he was just like getting into KD. He was physical and his physicality. Also, his swagger, they all go hand in hand. And there were a lot of cases last night where, like, you know, Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, two big dudes, no doubt. Um, they are pushing him around a little bit. He wasn't paying attention. The attention to detail was a bit of a problem on a few cases uh, in the fourth quarter, third quarter. I mean, plus minus isn't everything. But when one player is like a minus 16 and everyone else is like, you know, two, three, four, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> no, it, can, it, can, it can tell a story on both sides. Sometimes yeah. it can't and sometimes it's, yeah. it's a difference because, like, when you got guys that come off the bench and they have high plus minus, that tells you something about them. Sure. It tells you what they mean. And there's nights, like you said, it can yeah. be one or the other. But I think the biggest thing is how do we get him to understand that him being 
smart and aggressive is the right play. Uh-huh. Like, how do we get him to remember that he is a playmaker? Yeah, he is not just a cog in the machine. He is a playmaker, and him making plays is the right play. Him exploring the offense. That's not me saying try to go shoot it every time, but just put some pressure on the defense mm. in the right ways. Understanding that, and they have to understand that you are a threat. That's what opens up a lot of different plays. Yeah. Used to, I used to we used to talk about this with the, the shooter. We could work on shooting um, after the four practices. Carry the threat. I, I know I'm not going to shoot it every time I touch it, but I need you to think that I will. Hmm. I need you to think that if you slip up, that this ball is going up, or I'm going to attack, or I'm going to go. So I don't. if I'm going to do a dribble handoff and I'm not even looking at the rim, he doesn't feel that. So yeah. nothing opens up. I just get to go hand it, and the defense doesn't even think about miscommunicating, switching, doing anything, because hmm. it's slow, and it's just to get to the other side. It's just to do whatever. Like, no, every screen, every pass, Every cut, everything's got to be, I might get a layup or a dunk or open shot or somebody else an open shot. Everyone's got to be yeah. in, that, in that pace, in that manner, because that's what breaks defenses. Sure. That's what I like about Malachi right now is that everything is a threat. Everything he does, he's looking to score if he can. If it's not there, it's not there. And, you know, yeah, it's not it may not always there. be there for him, but he's just like, everything I do, like, I am going to think, make you think that I'm mm. going to take this ball to the hoop or I'm going to hit a pull-up. I'm going to give myself a chance. Yeah. Which in turn gives my team a chance. Because even if I'm aggressive and say I break my guy, my guy down and I don't get a shot, somebody's got to come help. Sure. And that's yeah. a play. That's a that's a possession. We don't have to run a play. We yeah. just get it to somebody and they get an open shot. That's why I think the more – that's why Nick wants to play that way because we don't want to have to run sets all the time because then sets become predictable. Mm. Playing basketball is unpredictable. I just put you in rotation because this guy can't stay in front of my guard. Is it a problem that he's been asked to play a lot of center? Scotty. Yeah, Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's a it's definitely a different look. I think sometimes we forget we so we think because we look at it in terms of matchups and not always just a different look. So Mm. when I had to move to the power forward position. I spent so much more time with my back to the ball, it threw everything off of me because I played two and three. So I was always facing the ball and running on screen. It changes your perspective of the floor. It changes your feel. You have to grow into that. So when you change positions, unless the play is actually for you, but when you're in just the regular spots in the office, it changes things. Hmm. I had never played with my back to the point guard so much and trying to figure out how to to go screen and not even to get shots for myself, but just to make plays on the fly for other guys because I've never been in those spots. So I think at the five, and especially in a free offense like this, it's definitely different. Hmm. Um, it's not an excuse, but it is different. And you have to learn it. You have to learn how to play. It has to become part of your instinct. Yeah. I mean, that's why Thad Young is on the court a lot right now. Also because of injuries, but okay. it's, it's Thad Young instead of Scotty Barnes. Um, because Thad's Thad got just more knows. instincts than anybody. Yeah, Thad he just knows, knows everything. He just knows, knows everything. <laughs> he had three steals last night. I'm just like, he's just making the right plays. He's just, yeah, he's just there. He's seen yeah. everything. He's been through so much. Yeah. He just knows. And that's, that's the, the other side of the coin that we're talking about. He's just, yeah. yeah, I played the three. Put me at the four. Put me at the five. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't matter. I've seen so much yeah. basketball. Nobody's going to do anything I've never seen before. Yeah, man. You just trust that young. 
Um, okay, a couple of trust, questions for trust you. Trust that. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. Trust that. In that it we is. trust. <laughs> In that we trust. I like a couple that. of questions for you uh, as we wrap up the show here. What's the best individual performance you have ever seen? That is from at Pascal Fan Club. This is coming up, the obviously. Best Pascal's performance. individual performance I've ever seen. Yeah, like live, me just live, watching live. the game, or yeah, me being sorry, in live. the game. Sorry, being a I part apologize. Of it. Yes, the question being was, what's the best the individual performance oh. you have ever seen live? Wow, 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 wow! I don't know. There's, there's a lot of those. Uh, yeah, uh, being in Cleveland and seeing Ky- seeing Kyrie in the garden on his team with the mask, mm. uh, yeah. that that game was crazy. Um, there's some Dan Williams games. That he's literally got guys spinning in circles. I can't even. There's so many of them out there running together. I can't even. There may not be one. There may not be one, but I can't even put one. There's some nights that I was playing against Kobe. (laughs) Kobe, (laughs) that Kobe. um, That still works. That was live. (laughs) No, that's what I'm saying. Like that, man. I can't. I can't think of one. I played with so many good guys, and they did yeah. so many incredible things over season. I saw Bradley Bill. I saw Tyree. I saw Darren Williams. I saw Carlos Boozer. I saw Andre Kralinko literally fill the entire stat sheet. Um, he does that. Yeah. yeah. Even the guys I played against that I had to guard or or wasn't guarding just saw. Like I, I saw mm. those guys go. Like I said, the Kobe's and the. I saw Mark Stoudemire go crazy once. I saw Tim yeah. Duncan go crazy. I saw, like, I saw everybody. Dirk. Yeah. Dirk. No, oh, here's one that pops right out. I saw there's Dirk and Josh Howard. Josh Howard had 55 on us in Dallas. Wow. And Dallas, and Dallas has one of the best microphones on the rim in the league. Like, you hear it. This is why you hated playing against Dirk because, like, because <laughs> you hit the background yeah. of my, it's so true so like, they do yeah 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 Yeah, so so Josh Howard <laughs> loved to play on the baseline mid-range baseline he used to run a play for him to get in my ISO or jump on the baseline and all you heard was Josh Howard and it's just going crazy I'm at home I got my family at the game I know J-Ho like the whole yeah. thing is crazy but like that game for him it was nuts like yeah. that was a, that was one of the ones and Dirk another time in the same building I think he had a similar mm-hmm. big number like that same thing. All one-legged fadeaways and setbacks and yeah. him being him. What was your career high? 40. Yes. Same question. Yes. Yeah. Minnesota. Same fella. Exactly. Same fella, Pascal. Franklin. He wants to know what that experience is like when you are just putting up shots and everything's going in. It's 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 the freest, freest feeling in the world because there's no thought. Like, I remember to this day, pretty much 90% of the game, like the plays, but I did not think about it when I was making. Yeah. I was just playing in the game. There's my 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 brain does not have a everything is reflex or instinct. Mm. Whatever the defender did, I took what he gave me. Whatever they tried to, whatever screen they play they tried to run, I just saw it. And it was just slow motion. Yeah. Um, I was like four, I was 14 for 18 in the game. So to let you know, like it's just Everything that came on my fingers felt like it was going in. Ooh, it's a sizzling feeling. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like, I feel like that a lot, but it doesn't always happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's confidence, though. You need yeah. the confidence. Yeah. yeah. But I, but I, I felt that way because I shot the ball so much. I practiced so much on my on my craft. Like I felt yeah. like if I got my feet down, I could make any shot. 
Final question from Aria 57053423. Huh. <laughs> Talk about momentum and rhythm for teams. Um, like how do you kind of start going on a run? You know, like the Raptors clearly they're behind the eight ball right now. They're 14. I think they're 14 and 18 and they need to go on like a 10 game win streak like yesterday <laughs> to get back into this uh, race for the top six. How do you start that? Is there a think, way, is there like a feeling on a team? I think so. I think first of all, when you got winners like on this team, that have guys that have won it all and guys that have a history of like wanting to win and done things to win, there is a there is a feeling or a space that you get to that is so unfamiliar that you not want to be there. Like this is not the way we do things. This is not the way I work. This is not the way I train to be. This is not where I want to be or where we should be. There's yeah. that energy that comes off the, the but you also have to remember that everything is contagious. Everything from mm. dropping your shoulders to standing up and screaming and being entertained. Everything on the team is contagious. It, it, even if it doesn't, is it mimic? It's felt in some form or fashion, which is why last night's game is one of those games that changes the momentum because you got one of your guys having 52 in the garden, in the garden historic. Fred has 30, 28. Malachi gets in, makes some big shots. OG has a good game. We've been losing. We're playing against a hot team. We go in there, hostile crowd. That's the way you start. Because that feeling also contagious. And I yeah. want to keep it. And I want to carry it everywhere we go. And that feeling also reminds us, like, hey, we can be anybody. We mm -hmm. can play anywhere, do anything. And we didn't even get everything that we need yet. Yeah. We still shot 25% from the three-ball line. <laughs> You know, so I think you have to remember that we just have to carry the threat. We have to carry that we are who who we say we are every day. Mm. Losing the game doesn't take that away. 26.5%. Give them some respect. 26.5. I'll say the exact number. Was it nine for 34? Let's say the exact number. But the biggest thing is knowing that we, I don't have to be better. Everything that's happened before does not matter. And what's, mm. and what's coming up after today does not matter. I just have to be better than you right now. I'll be better than you yesterday, two weeks from now, right now. Focus on being better than you right now. Yeah. And then when I see you again, I'll be better than you again on that day. But the records don't matter. Hmm. The box score is hilarious. Well, yeah, exactly. At the, at the end, end of the, the season. Year, yeah. <laughs> the box score is hilarious. 52 points, Pascal Siakam, OG and Anobi 15. Fred Van Vliet, yeah. 28, then it's just 4, yeah. 2, 8, 2, 2. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> but it's 113 crazy. points, right? You win it's, the game. It's, it's, 113 is 113. No matter how exactly. you it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully, you know, next game, Gary Trent Jr. was questionable, which was an upgrade because we really He's didn't know close. what was going on with him, right? Yeah. Uh, they were just saying, like, he has issues with both quads. You're like, uh, that's not, yeah, good, that not good, right? And I was but talking he, to a friend yesterday. They said the same thing. I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know. They yeah. asked me. It's like you would you you would go podcast. You should know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't. Yeah. I just know he's out. Like I don't. Know. He looked pretty good when he was throwing water bottles. No, so that was OG and Obi. Did you see that clip? Yeah, yesterday OG and Obi was just throwing water bottles at Pascal in the locker room. Sounds, sounds like OG. Yeah. Pascal's like, yo, yo, chill, yo, chill. And a bunch of holding him back saying stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a big old grin on his face. But Gary OG, uh, OG. on the court. Yeah, on the court. And also in the locker room, he looked pretty uh, mobile, throwing yeah. uh, spraying water bottle or water at the. I just Pascal. think he, I think he has a skill set that can really, really, really help this team. 
Yeah. And I think he's the right now, right now, with the way this team is built, him coming off the bench, being a scoring punch, and then being able to slide over into a shooting off the ball screen guy once he's got his rhythm. And even down the stretch of games, him having his rhythm, now we can run some of those like he did for OG when Post Pascal's out. We have sets that we can run for him when somebody's not going because he can put it on the floor. He's big enough to post some of these little guys. He does a lot of things. And he does. I really, I really believe in his skill set. I really believe yeah. that he can get it in the right rhythm in the right space and then figure out their timing together that he could do he could average 18 to 20 off that bench easily yeah the the, the skill isn't uh isn't questioned i think the raptors yeah. have pigeonholed themselves so much with a, a very specific need and gary there's no mm-hmm. question man like if he is given the opportunity he can average over 20 points a game i have yeah. no doubts about that but Dribble penetration is something he's still evolving, that skill set, and also playmaking. Those are two things that they desperately need right now from their backcourt. And uh, Fred's been up and down his shooting. Hopefully that comes around. He was 4 of 10 yesterday. If you look at it, half glass full, three of the last four games, he shot well from three. And the game that he didn't, it was the fifth game in nine nights. It was the back-to-back. Probably wasn't feeling his legs too well, so mm-hmm. that's that. But that's but, the way this works, right? That's yeah. the way it ends up, right? Yeah. We, don't, we, we don't look up... We, 40% for the year. It's not 40%. It, there's these all throughout the year. It's when we're said and done. That's how you get to it. Like there's gonna be, yeah, there's gonna be uh it, I'm not saying everybody goes for this, and then you will you don't want to, but there's gonna be stretches. There's games where Steph goes one for nine from three and things mm-hmm. like that. They just don't make the ticket. But when he's on his run, they're yeah. they're on the ticket. So there's gonna be another, there's gonna be three weeks that come about a month where Fred's gonna shoot 49% from the three-point line. And I hope he and does. Have, they need it gonna badly. Happen. It's going to happen. There's going to be games where he goes six yeah. for nine, eight yeah. for 11. There's gonna, those games are coming. And there's going to be games where everybody has games like that. But back yeah. to Gary Trent, this is the other thing. Now with Malachi playing, now I pair Malachi with Gary Trent hmm. off the bench. So now yeah. I get I get to mix them. So now them together in the backcourt give me the things that I'm looking for. Sure. They can give me, they give me a, 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 a big punch. Both being able to score, yeah. Malachi's defensive prowess, and him being able to push the ball, and his attacking, Gary's yeah. scoring savvy. Like they give me the combination of what you would love. Off yeah, two aggressive, get after the guards. Yeah, I mean, there's potential there. There's no doubt about that. Um, I like the idea. I like the idea of how that could alleviate the pressure on Fred. Again, he played 40 minutes last night. Pascal played 41. It's insanity, man. Like, I know, like, these are professional athletes. And, like, Pascal, he truly does. He's, like, he's separate because his motor is ridiculous. Like, I don't – one of the best motors in the entire NBA. And I'm not – like, I don't quibble saying that. It's unreal. But for Fred – yeah, but for Fred, it's a bit of a different story naturally because he's human. Pascal super Saiyan. Um, you, you make things simpler for Fred in that in that sense. I think yeah. you are going to get better production. And man, like they just need they need to alleviate the minutes on their starters. And uh, if yeah. uh, Gary Trent Jr. he's been uh, pretty good off the bench. Malachi Flynn he's able you, you're able to use him for 20 minutes or so. I think that's man, you know what you want, right? 15, 20 minutes, 10 to 20, whatever it is, you get that from him. Gary Trent Jr.'s in there. That's your backcourt, and then you have you add in maybe OG Scotty. He finds his role. Kem Birch, I don't know what the answer is, yeah. but there's something there that should be able to work for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. And that is going to make this next stretch of their season, the rest of it, it's going to make mm-hmm. it a lot easier if they're able to get that from those guys. Yeah, yeah the thing is, so like you said, I, I would love to see 15 and 20 from Malachi because if we can get Fred down to 30 to 35, Oof. 
32 to 36, because you got to remember, we talk about the, the we got to, Fred's most like to my man, that's my brother, 1,000 grand, pots and pans, all that stuff, but he is a smaller guy. So what he gives yeah. you is much bigger than what he is. So the pounding that he has to take to give you those things, the switching yeah. on bigger guys, the, the, the hustle plays he makes, the attacking the basket, hitting the floor, that takes a little bit more of a toll on it because of the things sure. that limit him because of that. So the more we can keep him fresh to be able to give us those big nights and big things mm. to play bigger, the better. The more you have to run him down, the more you're going to see yeah. these and these and these because he's going to have to find a way to get some rest yeah. because he has to play so big. We'll close it out on this comment because uh, Nick Nurse was talking about, or Michael Grand, want to give him credit because he asked this question to Nick Nurse uh, post game, third quarter. There's a jump ball, and Fred Van Vliet is the one who comes out with it, right? There's a bit of a scramble play. That's when the game was kind of tilting a little bit. The momentum was shifting, and he got in there and he grabbed it. And um, Fred was asked about it. Nick was asked about it. Nick said it was a crucial play. Like momentum was shifting, and you know those kinds of plays they control the next like two three minutes of your game. And then Fred on the other side said there was a a film session a few weeks ago where Nick called him out saying something to the effect of like he didn't really go for a, a jump ball or a loose ball. And Fred's like, I remember that. It's like you know everyone wants to talk shit about my shooting, right? I got to hit shots. I get that, but winning plays happen in many different ways. Like and that was a pivotal point. Uh, so he shot ten and twenty four yesterday, man. Like he was instrumental in the win. Um, let's just see where this goes. They got the Cavs yeah. tomorrow. It's going to be a tough one. This yeah. uh, probably next time you and I talk, it could be. It'll be after Christmas. Let's see where things are. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Yeah, happy man. Happy holidays. holidays. Thank you. You're Enjoy in the uh, family. Yeah, you're in uh, San Antonio with your family. That's why you got the the different yeah. setup, which is totally no, fine. I'm in Dallas. Sorry, yes. Live in San Antonio. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, in the hotel I got married in. Ah, look at that. Yeah. Very we nice. Try to get, we try to get a, we try to get a little stay in every time we can, we can get up here. No. That's a nice moment. Yeah. It's Christmas time in the city. Okay, everyone. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, CJ, appreciate it. Always you. a pleasure. Love you, man. We'll talk soon. Peace out.